theme music, which we never know what it is. But I'm Hillary. I'm Davida. And we're the two Pilates chicks. And today is season four, episode six. Yep. Yay, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about clients who are afraid of movement. Yes. Kinesiophobia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking from someone who knows the word. (laughs) So... It's a lot to unload, and, and we're going to try to, like, stick to our normal kind of time pattern. Mm-hmm. But we talked last episode about the fear of flexion. Yeah. And that kind of led us into this fear of movement in terms of the client being scared of movement, yeah. not the teacher being scared of right. movement, but the client being scared of it. So we had, like, a couple of instances, which I don't even know where we want to start because it's, again... So much. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, um, got that client that's scared of. Well, let's just go with the first thing we talked about: pain or sensation. Yeah. Like, are they really in pain, or is it they just don't understand what working out feels like? Like activating yeah. muscles, working muscles, and not having that differentiation. Because you can have, so you have the client that's afraid of movement Mm -hmm. because... They feel something. They feel something. And they think any sensation they think they feel is like, oh, I'm breaking myself. Yeah. Or I'm getting injured. Yeah. Bad. (laughs) I'm getting hot. I'm taking my sweatshirt off. (laughs) (laughs) So you have... The client that's like, they just don't know the difference, right, between pain and sensation. Like, okay, right. I do hundreds, like, oh, it hurts. Okay, well, where does it hurt? And they point to their stomach. You're like, okay, well, you're working your abdominals. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to, you're going to feel sensation there. You're feeling something. Yeah. Um, I had I had um, a client way, way, way long time ago, and she... We did a lot. She had, um, we were working a lot. She had had a double mastectomy. Mm. So she came back after, and we were working a lot on her upper back and kind of strengthening and then opening. And um, she came in the next session and said, well, whatever we did last time really hurt my back, and I was I, I really felt it. And your first instinct as a teacher is to think, oh, lumbar, mm-hmm. like low back, something yeah. we did. And she pointed exactly where we'd been working hmm. for the posture and for her opening up and, and all that. And I said, well, you know, and it was as I delved in deeper to her in terms of what happened, basically I figured out, well, she just felt those muscles for the mm. first time. Yeah. But she literally did not want to do anything that she felt any kind of awareness yeah, and movement. So she felt like maybe the sore muscles. Was a bad activation. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was pain to her. Right. And that's something like, so pain is different for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Levels of pain. If you yep. ask somebody like, okay, well, zero to 10, 10 being a limb falling off. <laughs> zero floating on clouds like what level of pain are you at right now everyone's going to give a different answer it's going to be totally different for everybody and so i mean it's so subjective and that's what you have to deal with as a client is like how do you explain to that client did i say as a client no as a teacher teacher. (laughs) (laughs) how do you explain to that client without minimizing yeah their 
gauging of pain or right. conception of it. Um, and get them to understand that that's work, that you're just working yeah. that muscle and that's a good, a good thing to feel and you're not hurting yourself. Right. And that's a really good point. Like not minimizing their pain. Yes. Right? Um, because there's a lot of research, like pain, pain research is just unending. We're learning so much, so much. about all of it. I've constantly. done so many workshops. So it's much. Always. Yeah. Constantly different. Fascinating. Um, actually. <laughs> really, really complicated and fascinating. And yeah. so a lot of the things started to say like, uh, pain is in the brain. And so, and, exactly. and it's, it's true, but what they realized at a certain point was as they kept saying, you know, pains in the brain, all pains in the brain, you know, da, 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 it was making patients and clients feel like their pain wasn't real. Mm. And they're like, but so the I'm, words weren't the words weren't helpful yeah. for the the patients in pain. And so if you're like, oh well, you know that's it's all just, in your head. It's basically your head. what it yeah, sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like mm-hmm. to them. And so what I tell my clients is, I'm like, no, your pain is real. You are experiencing pain. It's real. Does that mean it's an injury or that you're in danger? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Just because you're in pain doesn't mean it's hurting you bad. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the differentiation to help people realize your pain's real. Your experience is real, but what you're experiencing might not be the danger signal that your brain is sending to you. Yeah. And that's a really good point. I have a client that just had knee surgery. She actually had a knee replacement and she is a month out. No, two months out, <laughs> month out. two months out. And she came back super early mm. because she'd done Pilates. We had prepared for this. Yeah. She did um, all the prehab. Did all of it. And her doctor released her really quickly. Um, but as we all know, when we have surgery, things have moments of inflammation. Things mm-hmm. swell up. And so it was one of her first days. Everything was fine. Everything was dandy. And she moved her leg. And she got pain on the side where it was swollen. Mm. Yeah. She was like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she got, she really panicked. Mm. And I said, it's okay that you can't, you know, it's it's probably just the inflammation. I was trying to, like, you know, it's Calm okay. her down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, there's nothing you can do. It's not going to, we're not going to do any damage. Yeah. And she didn't really believe me because <laughs> she right. called, yeah, she called her doctor. and was like, oh, la, la. And he's like, there's nothing you can do that's going to hurt it. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing you... And then the minute he said that, all of a sudden she was like, oh, hmm. okay. Yeah. So now when she has pain due to whatever, because, you know, there's still swelling, she'll, you know, get on her, whatever's happening. She knows, she'll actually say it out like, well, I know I can't hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't hurt yourself. You're okay. You're okay. But I think it's that, like, in the, like, someone just saying, no, it's fine. Yeah. Like just being told that by a practitioner they trust, so her doctor, uh-huh. you're okay right you're now. You're okay. And then often people will then actually, their pain will diminish, maybe not totally, but may, maybe a bit. Because they have more of an understanding. Because then they're like, oh, okay, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. But yeah, I think that's important as a teacher to also not freak out when they go, yeah. oh, like if I'd been a newer teacher and she'd done that, I'd be like, oh, what's wrong? What, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But I didn't. I was just like, it's okay. Yeah. No, we're okay. We're okay. 
And that's, yeah, not freaking out <laughs> in front of them because <laughs> then they're going to freak out more. But so you have the client who's just like afraid of sensation. Yeah. That we were talking about like, so the pain versus sensation. So then we have the client like this person who had an injury, had some sort of a surgery, and now they're afraid of re-injuring or, yeah. or making it worse, going backwards. Um and, and then, feeling things they've not felt before. Yeah, as things heal or change, trying to strengthen around the injury. Yeah, these new sensations mm-hmm. again. So nerves kind of coming back into play. Yeah, that's a big thing after surgery. Yeah, like those nerves reconnect. Um, so again, that sensation versus pain discussion and like being able to talk to the client and hear what they're saying and and kind of delve into that a bit to to dissociate pain and sensation. To go back to what you were saying earlier, not to just dismiss yeah. their feeling. Right. Because we're also not trying to be like, oh, no, it's okay. You're fine. Keep You're doing fine. It. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Like, okay, that didn't, that didn't feel good for that moment. But, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay. Let's look at what was going on. Like, you know, maybe, maybe position was funny or whatever. Yeah. Um, then maybe it's not the right thing for us to do right now, so we can try something else. Yeah, and I say that all the time. It's like you know, let's let's see how this feels today. Because mm-hmm. for her, coordination, which you think, well, what? But sometimes if the knee is swollen mm-hmm. and things are happening, that deep flexion, that deep, and it's like, and then yeah. she gets all like, it's like, no, it's okay because she was, oh, I did it last week. It's like it's where we are today. Yeah, well, today it's all we can't. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and then you also have like those those clients that come to us who have been injured mm-hmm. and are in pain, like in pain due to yeah. an injury, or they have been in pain at some point, at some point, And now you're asking them to move again yeah. in a way that they fear. If I do that, I'm going to go back into pain. Yeah. So you have the chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And then, which is one thing, and then you have the old injury, and so maybe some lingering chronic pain yep. from that. And so all of a sudden, this fear of movement for these two clients becomes a factor. Yeah, and so you have anxiety around movement and anxiety around how much pain you were in when you had that mm-hmm. injury, that whole anxiety and fear that then makes pain worse. Worse. Um, which uh, literally anxiety and de- depression and like emotions do affect our physical. Well, pain. I was gonna, yeah, because I was gonna say that too. When you're talking about like the doctor and all, all in your head, it's like if you think about pain, there's so much that goes in for that person that can be like embedded in their nervous system, embedded yeah. in their who they are. Like it's a part of them. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like got them to where they are. It's like memories, right? They, mm-hmm. they're, they're in you. Yeah. It's your embodied memories. It's embodied memories. Yeah. yeah. And so you're, you're having to work with that. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, um, the, of pain research, they used to use the, the biological model where mm-hmm. it was just like issues in the tissues, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was like the thing. But now it's really the biopsychosocial model where it's like, okay, yes, the issues in your tissues. So your old injuries, mm-hmm. old sports you used to play, sports you play now, blah, 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 all that history, injury history. But then your psychological uh, behavior, if somebody's more highly anxious in their personality, yep. their relationships with other people, 
uh, stress at work, stress with their family, like all these different things of your entire life. Yeah. All factors into how you experience pain and, and movement and the fear of it. And the fear of it. I have a, um, a client who's relatively new to me who was in a really bad car accident. And so for a year was in surgeries and, um, rehab and PT and then came to me and simply put movement of one arm and range of one arm. And she had pain in kind of the, in, in, in the scapula area of Mm. one arm. Um, and was scared of movement period in that area to the point, like even getting on the reformer and feeling the shoulder rest, touch her shoulders Mm freaked her out yeah and it was that she wasn't in pain anymore but it was easy to go back into it at that point and she didn't want anything that would chance that um Hmm. but like you said listening to the client and say and saying okay well that's fine let's let's go over here we'll work here and so i slowly got her to trust the movement and what we were doing and we stayed clear of what she didn't want to do. Yeah. And then one day she came in. She said, I feel really, I feel like today we can try this. Mm. And it's like, okay, let's, yeah. let's try that today. So it's kind of like giving them that space to go, okay, it's okay if I don't do this. It's okay yeah. if I have this fear, but I can move in other ways. Right. And then when they feel safe... Maybe they'll the thing. they'll come and go. Okay, let's try this. It's not like you're going to bombard them with it. No, but you let's just, just try this one thing. Yeah, let's see what happens. And that's yeah, that building that safety experience in the studio. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, the shoulder blocks freaked her out because that sensation in that area, yeah. right? That's so didn't even sensitive. Pushed out. Yeah. So for her, that's not the right thing to start with, right? And so starting her somewhere else so you're reintegrating like you were saying movement just to well, get the body like start moving sessions before we got on right yeah so you're just getting the body moving again yeah and it's like so we you know even like the mat work it's like there were certain ones it was like mm, and it goes back to kind of sensation mm-hmm. too yeah so and she would say this like i don't know if this is like pain or i'm just working yet right and so letting her discover for herself what the difference was for her yeah. was key too. Right. And like, so you're like guiding, like guiding her in relearning her body. Exactly. And that's a huge thing. I have a client that's similar. She didn't have a big accident, but she has long standing chronic pain. Oh yeah. A lot of low back stuff, bilateral low back, a lot of uh, back spasms, like very, very prone to getting muscular spasms. And so in the past she's had these huge back spasms before I knew her. And then it would just linger for days and she'd be in so much discomfort and she stands Mm. for work. And so it was very debilitating. And so she came to me and she's like a newer client relatively, uh, like a year or so now, six months. Yeah. And so I, my goal with her was to slowly integrate movement, just any kind of movement that was just gentle and slow where she could start to trust her body. Mm -hmm. She could start to trust that it could move. And I'm slowly like teaching her about the idea of pain. 
um, and saying, okay, just because there's sensation doesn't mean it's bad. Let's start to learn how to separate those yes. ideas, you know, and just, just talking about it. Right. And, and I, just mentioning these exact things. But I think you, you're good with what you just said about also giving that information about pain in those moments, like not preachy, mm-hmm. but just kind of sliding things in yeah, about, slipping it in to, to let that kind of get and percolate yeah. into their mind and body. Exactly. Yeah. And so this person, like as she has trusted her body's ability more, trusted movement more, trusted me, gotten to know me, um, she now feels very safe in the studio. Mm-hmm. And so we now have added things in. And she even said the other day with footwork, I was keeping her at very low footwork springs just to allow the body to just move, right? Just push out, feel the pressure on the feet, let the knees flex, whatever. And the other day she said, I think I'm ready to try more weight. I think I can. And so I put her on classic weight and she can do it. And she feels strong doing it. And she feels capable. And so now she has this whole new like idea of what she's capable of doing Mm -hmm. and what we can push and try. And, and these days when she does get a little bit of a back spasm, when she does certain things at home, she'll come into the student and say, okay, I got a little bit of a spasm, but I was breathing. I was listening to what you tell me. And I was telling myself it wasn't, it wasn't like hurting myself. And it, it like slowly went away, you know? And so she's really developed uh, confidence yeah. in her body and movement. And I think we, we talked about this is I think, as teachers, what we need to do with, like, I, we've talked about in the past, I don't remember where, about the difference between a teacher and an instructor. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in this moment, we need to teach the client to be in the driver's seat. Like, we need yeah. to teach them that they have that steering wheel for themselves. Yeah. And we're just along for the ride to keep them safe. Yep. Show them where to go, maybe. Yeah. But we're helping guide, guide but they're in control. But they're in control. And that's a huge thing for somebody who's afraid of movement or who's in pain. Finding a little bit of control that they, is huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, think about it because you feel it, it's like chaos, right? And it's like, what what can I hold on to here? Yeah. Their body's freaked out. The, mm-hmm. the central nervous system, the mind has all these, Everything. you know, protective warning signs going off that may not be necessary, may not be true, you know. And so trying to, be, to calm everything down, they need to feel a bit of control. Yeah. I mean, we all do yeah. <laughs> in life. But yeah. So especially if you're in a situation like that where you think, oh, th- if, if the client's thinking, oh, my God, things can go so wrong here and they're going to yeah. tell me to do this and I'm going to, like, be in pain. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, no, here, you have the you have the control mm-hmm. and you can take it where you want to go. Yeah. It's like teaching those tools both in the studio and then outside of the studio where I'm, like, in particular for this person, like, mm-hmm. teaching her how to do breath work or how to, like – grounding or centering like certain things where when she does feel that spasm coming on she can kind of take control she takes control of it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so it just it makes all the difference because like things that increase the experience of pain worrying about pain yeah (laughs) it's just plain and simple it's like the whole thing we talked about with the, the brain and the negative and the no it's like if you sit there and go i'm gonna hurt i'm gonna hurt i'm gonna hurt i'm gonna hurt and yeah. then you're just tensing and tensing and tensing yeah. and tensing it's creating and you stop moving and 
Yeah, and avoidance behaviors, stopping moving, stopping stopping doing Pilates, stopping doing tennis or whatever the things are people like. Yeah. Um, yep. Avoidance behaviors cr- then create anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and then stiffen the body up and not doing movements that make the body tighten and then you're restricted and rigid. You're and then, restricted. And then oh you my can't gosh. do certain things. My husband yeah. is called. Yeah, Stopping I think me. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But no, what I was going to say is also we're, we're empowering that client. Yeah. Like you just did with the client. Like you empowered that client outside the studio, not just inside the studio. Right. And taking what we're doing inside, translating it for what they need to do outside. Exactly. Exactly. And I think when it comes to pain as a teacher, we have to have that knowledge and confidence Mm-hmm. in who we are as teachers yeah, to then be calm and confident for that client, especially the one that has that fear of movement that is unsure because if yeah. we put that we're unsure, yeah, then like you said, they're not going to feel safe. Yeah. They're it's not going to move forward. Yeah. And this client I was talking about now is loading her arms with her. Hmm. Like, so she's like loading her arms, which is like wow. huge. Yeah. So it's like, giving them the space and the time and, and, and allowing them to figure it out. Yeah. Like, like your client was like, I think I'm ready. Yeah. That's what mine said. I think today I'm ready for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the, having the space. So the studio with us is the safe space, having the time, not pushing through (laughs) having all these different, um, you know, having to load all these different exercises all of a sudden all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and thinking, like, take the time. Take the time. Build through it. And also, also, I think it's really important to not keep going into that whole questioning of, is this hurting? Do you feel, is this bad? Do you, like, like, putting that back in their brain. Yeah. Like, making them think again, oh, wait, yeah. Go, it could be bad. It could be bad. Or I could injure myself. Yeah. Like, I could be, am I feeling pain? I don't, am right. I? Because then, yeah. And, and not putting that on them and just going, like just moving and, and realizing they're going to let you know. Yeah. If something's extremely uncomfortable. Or they're scared. They're going to yeah. say, if, especially yeah. if you've given them that safe place. Right. And often, even if somebody doesn't want to say they're scared or hurting for they're whatever reason. They're or something. They'll make the, yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Like the, their face, their expression, how their body tenses or pulls mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like you can you see can it. You can see it. And if you're just there with them and watching, like you'll feel the energy change. You'll mm-hmm. see their body change. You can say, what's going on right now? Yeah. What are you what's, feeling? What's happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, yeah. oh my God, did that hurt? Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes, like, when my clients get little, um, like, foot cramps or hamstring cramps, like, oh, little yeah, things, and they'll kind of, like, pull their foot or something, and go, oh, was that a foot cramp? And they go, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll shake it out. We'll, we'll try again. <laughs> you know, just not making a big deal out no. of it. You know, it's just, oh, yeah, that happens. That's okay. It's normal. Yep. We all get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think that the main thing is, like we talked about, is letting the client move through it in their time frame. Yeah. And also, like you said, letting them know, okay, you know, listening that, that you, we hear you. You're, yeah, we hear you. This pain is real. It's real pain. Mm-hmm. 
And it's okay. We can work through it. We'll work through it or we'll work around it. We'll make you stronger. We'll, we'll get, you know, however we need to get there. Yeah. But that we're there with them. Exactly. For them. Exactly. And again, it's like, like we say, like for what they need, what their body needs. And just to let them know we're not going to hurt them. (laughs) Yeah. That's not our job. (laughs) Right. It's kind of the opposite of our job. We're here to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And to feel safe and to feel heard and to feel like they can do what they need to do for them Mm -hmm. so that they can, like we talked about in the flexion one, go out there and do what they want to do. Yeah. And if, if somebody comes in in pain because of a certain injury or has a lot of psychological baggage with it or a lot of chronic issues, if the teacher doesn't feel comfortable working with that, that's okay. You can refer them to somebody else. Sometimes it it might be out of scope of practice. You might need to refer them to a PT instead of working with them. We've all done that over Mm -hmm. the course of years. And um, even as a seasoned teacher, I had um, someone come in that he um, wasn't really honest on the phone call about Mm -hmm. his issues. And we weren't uh, equipped with the correct apparatus. Mm at the time. Um, and so I knew a studio that was very much rehab and down the street and I, I referred there and they would refer people to us, but it's like, you've got to just realize what your comfort level is as a teacher, what your scope of practice is. Mm -hmm. And especially as a new teacher, it might be something you're just not ready for. Yeah. And that's fine. And it's better to refer out mm-hmm. than to work with somebody that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Because if you're scared, then the client can sense that. Then they feel uncomfortable. It's not a safe space, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work. Doesn't it's work. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody will ask me, like newer teachers will ask me like, oh, well, this client said this on their intake form. Like, what would you do? I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't matter what I would do. Because for me, I specialize in chronic pain and those things. That's I'm comfortable working with that mm-hmm. and working with someone and working around or through something, but another teacher might not be exactly. And so it doesn't matter what I might do. What do you feel comfortable doing? You need to be confident in how you can be there for the client in pain or the client that's afraid of movement. Yeah, and I feel like oh my god, we just touched on another podcast because <laughs> I feel like it's it's it's. I think that there's. There's advice to ask a teacher in moments like that. Mm-hmm. But then the what would you do in terms of it's like, well, I'm not working with that client. Yeah. I don't have that client. And I'm not you. Yeah. And that's the main thing. I'm not you. I'm not you. I might be comfortable doing something that you're not. Exactly. And that's fine. My thought process is going to be different yeah. in terms of this client. And um, I think that's this is the whole loaded question thing about social media because that's what bothers me about social media so <laughs> people will post a, a blurb about i have this client that has that 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 and i yeah. can't get them to do this what do you think and all these people put all yeah. this like oh i would do this and i would do this and like and i responded one day because i was so fed up and i'm like well i've never seen this client i worked with this client so i don't know what i would do yeah but i'm happy to chat with you but it's like yeah it's like i wanted to put it out there it's like we can't put that when we don't we don't know that we don't know yeah Especially if a client's in pain. Yeah. Or have the anxiety of movement, that kinesiophobia. Like there's so many layers to it. Like so you much. talked about the, 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 what's going on in their life, stress mm-hmm. levels, 
who they are. Are they a nervous person? Are they anxious? Exactly. That doesn't come across when you're just reading about someone's. Yeah. Like, I, this is the situation. So this is what we have to do in that situation. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I would do this and this and this. It's like, oh my God, how can you give that advice when you (laughs) don't even know the client? It's just that body (laughs) in front of you. Yeah. Person working with them, building the relationship with them, building that safe space with them. Exactly. For them. Yes. (laughs) Because it's going to be different for every single client. Yeah. And individual, it will. yeah. And exactly. That's what makes it so interesting. That's why so pain is so fascinating. I mean, I hate to say that because it sounds like we're like, oh, yes, give us pain. <laughs> right. But no. The pain research and pain, like, it's constantly whole... like it, you just can get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it goes into the whole psychology, which is the whole series we've been doing, mm-hmm. which is the psychology and personalities of clients. Yeah, different clients. Yeah. Oh, before we end, yes. Our um, sponsor. And this is really good for if you're in pain. Cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> we are sponsoring Georgetown, Georgetown Cupcakes. Cupcakes. Yes. Look them up. They left LA. Please come back. We really want them back. We really want them back. It is countdown birthday time, which we brought up last time. We'll keep bringing it up. <laughs> so y'all can yeah. send us cupcakes. <laughs> we will take cupcakes from anywhere. <laughs> I don't know flavors. I'm more of a vanilla girl. I love chocolate candies, but I think I like vanilla cupcakes better. Mm-hmm. I'll go strawberry. Yes, I like strawberry. Dulce de leche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or caramel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can just keep going. We're so sad. Salted caramel. Yeah. Salted caramel. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually almost drooling. Yeah, we need to go get cupcakes We now. need to go get cupcakes. <laughs> we don't know where. Because George have left. But anyway, thanks for listening. And... um. Do you think next time we should give a little, yeah, maybe on our next podcast, we'll give a little sneak peek of our summer plans for everybody. Mm, There you go. Mm, Yeah. Anyway, but check out our website because it'll be up there first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening.